This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Inspirato Projecto, what are your thoughts on Tinker Toy Soldier? You know, Man Behind the Machine, I've never seen that movie. However, the very little bit I do know about it is that it is a spy movie. It has Gary Oldman in it, who I thought was great in True Romance. The professional, of course, Commissioner Gordon. Just, just he, he really commits to his characters. And from what I understand, he's in that movie. It's about spies. I've always, I've always liked, I think it's about spies. I've always liked stuff about spies. I used to have this big silver book all about spies. James Bond. Oh, man, that's, I, I just fascinated with that idea. This is probably why I like Halloween so much and costumes and uh, just being able to slip in and out of characters, improvisation. Enables me to fulfill that, uh, to fill that that nook. Also, what's interesting is um, each year, probably about three or four years, my buddy Dave Uchansky, my my good friend Dave Uchansky, used to have Oscars nights over at his house, and we'd all go over there. Our friends, my brother was in town, Jeremy Polensky, Andy Smith, uh, Mike Sodi, and we'd we'd go there and we'd watch. Uh, he'd have Oscar night there. And one of the things that Jeremy and I would do, we'd always make a theme song or we'd make a song that had to do with those Oscar Oscars. We'd make a song basically and we'd use all the songs, uh, all the names of the nominee films. You can actually see some of these up, up on uh, YouTube. And Tinker Soldier Spy, I think that's what you just said, I, I think was one of the names that was used um, used within that Oscar song during that time. So thank you for that question and sending me down memory lane. I gotta, I gotta check that out now. You've inspired me. How about you folks? You, you, you who are listening, have you ever seen this movie? All right, it's now 12 p.m. high noon. And uh, it's the... What is this? What do we got here? 24th. 24th. Heading up to the grocery store here, right? Um, if you've listened to the... If you've listened to that podcast episode with Blythe Baines and Deirdre Koval, um, you would hear them discussing the book... Tufty, I think it's called Tufty the Princess. And it's by Zeeland, Vadim Zeeland. The guy who discovered reality transurfing, the idea of hopping between dimensions, choosing a uh, a reality and quantum leaping to it. So Blythe brought up that book. She said she was reading it, so I, I ordered it. I received it yesterday or two days ago, and I started reading it today. Wow. It's It's a really interesting idea when we hear about When we hear about this being 
a playset, so so to speak, and we are action figures in that playset. And there's a, there's an awareness when you wake up out of that. Uh, you come to this awareness that the reality you're living right now, this moment right here that I'm living right now, was already was already created. This reality experience that this particular blip of me is experiencing. Is happening because I made it happen. Um, in this book, they talk about imagining a plate, sort of a plate, sort of an antenna that kind of runs slightly parallel to your spine. And setting your intention back there. So the idea is to get just into that mindset of what's happening to you right here, right now. In this moment in time. There's no diving within into your own mind and, and, and concentrating on that, which is the past. And there's no... Um, idea of worrying about what's going to happen in the future. It's just, it's the idea of just being aware of, of this very moment in time, what's happening here, and, uh, and just being here. So the plate, the plate on the back is to intend a reality and you imagine this uh, specific thing happening the idea is that off the plate after you you know once you like really visualize this thing you imagine yourself already doing it this is just another trick of reality manifestation we always hear about all the different tricks all the different things for reality manifestation so it's putting yourself into that and then just going and then just letting it slide off the plate. I had thought about this idea for you know, I was thinking about this idea for an app. There's probably one out there, but it's the manifestation app. And you kind of speak into it what you what your future self is already doing. And, um, and just putting it in there. Visualizing, okay, boop, 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 it's blasting out there. My future self is already doing this, and this moment in time right here is just a memory in that person's brain. And then maybe what happens is let's say you chart the manifestations as they happen. So once they happen, you know, with the synchronicities, 
it kind of teaches you to, to, to play around with the synchronicities, to notice the synchronicities. It can become sort of an <clears throat> audio synchronicity journal, charting your reality manifestation process. Proceeds. <laughs> and uh, so then as these things evolve, what you do is you... You then chart that progress. You say, okay, here was the thing that I had, you know, imagined happening, and, uh, and now here it is. And this is the camouflage. This is the way in which it unfolds. This is the... Um, this is the camouflage in which it reveals itself. There's a car driving through this parking lot, and it is smoking up a storm, man. It's smoking up a storm. I hope it's not on fire. I mean, that car's driving away, and it's like huge smoke clouds coming out of there, man. Wow. Incredible. Now, right there, when something like that happens, is that is that a reality manifestation? You know, did I cause that to happen? You just never know. Anyway, Jeff uh, is coming over, Finn, to uh, pick up those hard drives. I went out to Chico to drop off. So we'll undoubtedly geek out about the doors. More on this later as I enter the store. 10.35 a.m. Today is the 21st. Yachtly crew is playing. Today, 2.30. Right, actually, that's what time we got to be there. At Pala Casino. Um, I think it's near San Diego. I was looking at the map. It looks far away. But you never know with the map. Looked far away, but maybe it was closer. As they say, objects in the mirror are always closer than they appear. Waiting for my Uber driver, sitting next to two scooters, limes. Two lime scooters. I'm, I'm very curious if we're going to have any studies coming out. Um, correlating scooters with the coronavirus. Hmm. There, there, there's always something new to be found out, isn't there? There's always some new information. Information that contradicts the old information. Uh, so there's always new information. Does the virus spread through the air, through the wind? Uh, if not, then why? Well, okay. So it doesn't. So does it spread through the? Does it spread through the air? 
is a catch on the uh, on the tail of a wind cloud and swoop its way along infecting people does it uh, does it stay on surfaces so if someone's got a runny nose they got coronavirus and they wipe it all over the hand handlebars of the of the scooter will will that stay on there will that be there while someone gets on the scooter the next time and rides there's a Twitter video where there was a guy in the elevator the surveillance footage of this guy in the elevator who uh, looked like he coughed on his hands and then he started putting his hands all over the buttons the elevator buttons takes a special brand a special brand of mindset to do something like that So, if the virus is not spread that way, how is it spread? How is it spread? My buddy Chris Corman, sound guy for Bloody Bobby, a.k.a. Legend of Fall Creek, and also Black Pumpkin. He, uh, he had coronavirus. Is this my Uber? I don't think so. Is it? Hey! Alright. Here's my Uber. Oh, that isn't my Uber. The guy who who pulled up actually lives in the apartment complex. I wonder if he thought that I thought that he was my Uber guy. Yeah, that was interesting because the car pulled up right in front of the uh, garage. And I didn't stop to think that. Sometimes there have been a few occasions where the, the Uber driver has actually pulled up into the driveway next to me huh. well, that's good I needed to be holding on to this stuff anyway so this is going to be a show at the Pala Casino it's going to be outside apparently people have bought little cubes little uh, quadrants to hang out with each other at during the show. Hanging out in their little quadrants. Maybe they can eat. I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this before in another podcast, but I'm thinking, just how great would that be? You got some kind of device, just like Predator. Like in the movie Predator, where he sees sort of like that... uh, uh, infrared, uh, what is that? Ultraviolet rays, or is that infrared? It's got the the, uh, the thermal. It's infrared. Infrared is not the same thing as thermal, right? Which those are waves, by the way. UV rays. Have you ever seen those uh, those radio remote control cars that that uh, they don't use radio waves? They use uh, UV rays. So you can only fly these things in the daytime. Which is kick-ass. It's using UV rays. 
that's translating that into it. Is it solar power? Is that the same thing as solar power? Um, I don't know. It could very well be. It could very well be the same thing as solar power. Oh, there he is. Hey. Yeah, that's him. All right, very good. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how it goes, how it goes, how it goes. Hey, Kurt. Good day. How you doing, dude? Great, how are you? Oh, I'm actually, uh, this is crazy. It's, uh, I'm in a uh, yacht rock band. Oh, call band? Well, have you ever heard of the, 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 the genre yacht rock? It's a new genre that's out there. It's basically give us a, a, a term that's given to soft rock. Right. Basically, like Hall and & Oates and sure. Lionel Richie and that kind of right. that kind of stuff. Stuff that people would, would uh, I guess, I guess play on a yacht, you know, with the, with the sure. ocean breeze right. and having some pina coladas. And uh, so we dress up as. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I have a card in my in my backpack. Let's see guitar? if I got one. I uh, know the ki- well, the keyboards and also the guitar. Yeah. Here it is. That's what we look like. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's my. Th- that's our superhero. Those are our superhero costumes. That's awesome. And it's all just love songs. It's right. all good vibes. And it, and it's such a positive. It's like a a, a mobile. Um, I like to think of it as like a mobile utopian society right. because everybody is there just to share love songs, put their arms around each other, sing along. Now, obviously, in this day and age, it's a little bit different. Um, so what's interesting is, I think it was about a month ago, we had a, we had a show at a dry, uh, at um, Ventura F- Fairgrounds, but it was right. like a drive-in. Right. So it was crazy because it was like an elevated stage and they... they it had some cameras up there, and so they played it right. on these big screens, just like a drive-in. So it was crazy because all these cars were parked in there, and after the songs, they blinked the, the they blinked their lights and they play the the horns, and it was such an interesting dynamic. So now, fast forward to now, to answer your question in a roundabout way, I'm on my way up to um, um, the singer's house. We're driving up to it's called Pala Casino, which is kind of near San Diego. Right, yeah, sure. And so we're playing there, oh, cool, an outdoor thing. So they've, oh, they've Paula Casino. Yeah, they figured yeah. out a way to somehow socially distance these people. So sure. they sit in sort of like their own little tables or yeah, something. They so, do something new. Yeah, they're gonna do something. They're definitely finding the people out there. Are definitely finding creative ways to make things work. Where, where are you from? Oh, oh, I'm originally from Chicago. Nice. Uh, but I've lived out here 20 years, nice. and I've been with this band uh, since 2017. And it was crazy because we were about to go on this big tour all over the place. It was crazy. We just signed with an agent and a talent, uh, uh, a booking guy, and sure. just just everybody was so excited. Right. And uh, we named it ba- uh, ba- "Batten Down the Hatches" tour. Right. Well, little did we realize is that we would truly be batting down the hatches. You know, little did there. we realize that COVID would go. Wah! I mean, sure. right when we were, right when the wheels were about to go up. You know, we're. Right. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. So. In the meantime, we've been doing uh, live stream shows and just doing the best we can with with um, uh, embracing whatever sure. is happening right now because sure. it's only gonna 
you know, help evolve everybody. And plus, you know, so many people are at home with uh, just waiting for this thing to end and they're bored out of their minds. So it's cool to be able driving to... every day. So, yeah, uh, how many hours a day do you drive? Uh, I used to do 12. I do about eight, nine now. Oh, you do nine? Eight, nine. I can't do 12 hours anymore. What are, what are some of your, what are some of the things that you, uh, that you have interests in? Are you a musician or... A gambler. A gambler? Yeah. Oh, so you know, oh, okay. So when I said Pala Casino, you knew what I was talking yeah, about. I'm a gambler. Oh, my gosh. Wait, would you be able to turn that down a little bit, please? I just want to hear you a little better. So, so you're a gambler. I'm always interested in the, in the, in the people who drive me in the Uber because I realize there's a whole separate life that's going on out there. That's just interesting to me. So, um, did you grow up in a gambling family? No. No. No, no, no. When did you start? Uh, what kindergarten. Were, what were, oh, kindergarten. Yeah. Oh. I bet kids on football games in kindergarten. Oh, my gosh. So you, yeah, I was born with it. Wow. And yeah. so would you say that you've... you've um, uh, sharpened that uh, that um, sort of sixth I'm sense. I'm a horse player. I've had good, I've had good days. My specialty's horses. Wow. Horses and baseball. I love betting baseball. What are what are some of now? Is it just like a feeling that you get, or are you I reading gotta, stats, yeah, or what? Yeah, sure. You got to do your homework, dude. Uh-huh. sure. Yep. Yep. I, I I handicap. I study. You got to. Uh huh. If you're gonna gamble, you gotta study. You know, right. You're gonna bet horses and sports. Now, are you are you someone who uh, uses? You know, they talk about uh, pro- probability. You know, the mathematics of probability. Do you do you? Nah, does that t- have anything to do with anything or no? Nah. No. Doesn't affect me at all. That's so interesting. I go on, you know stats and I handicap and I, I kind of go with a gut feeling sometimes. A lot of times you go for your gut feeling on sports. Wow. Horses, it's all in the racing form. Wow. Everything's in the racing form. So this is where you live, dude? Oh, this is where the uh, the singer lives right over here oh, and then he's just going to drive us up every there. day, dude. Oh, really? This is where I hang out right oh, here. Oh, my dude. God. Of course you do. Go <laughs> back, dude. Oh, oh my God! Astounding. Right First the Pala Casino thing, and then oh, that apartment complex back there. But that's oh, all right. It's right around. Right. That's right. Just this, I this one on the left. Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. Wow, man. First the Pala Casino thing, and then this. This ah. it makes so much sense. All right, dude. These are cosmic things. All I always right, pay attention luck, to. I'll keep an eye on you. All right. And what's your name? Andy. Andy, take care, man. Right, see you, dude. Good luck with the tour. All right. Thank you so much. Right, take care. Ya. Hey. Good. How are you? Good. It's so hot. Yeah. But it's actually cooler today than it was like two days ago. Um, how have you been? We are here out in the back of the uh, Pala Casino next to the pool to the right. Um, we're getting things set up, ready to, ready to uh, do a sound check. We've got a lot of chairs out here. Some good people out there in the distance. A lot of people have shown up early, actually. And uh, so so something that Chaz said was, uh, I don't need a lot of friends. I just need a few good ones. 
which I thought was a great uh, lyric. Are we on Inspirato Projector right now? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. It's been a while. Tommy Bowie is back. That's right. Tommy Bowie is back. By the way, you got to check out Thomas Carter Jr. on, uh, on Instagram's. Is it every Friday? Is it every most, Friday or almost every most, other Friday? Unless Yachtly Crew has a show just about every Friday. and uh, Around what time do you usually do it? 7 p.m. West Pacific time. So, yeah. 7 p.m. I have a new five-song EP coming out Ooh. in the near future. Do you have a title for this yet? No. Working on it. Um, but there's it's five good. songs. It's very beachy. It's very uh, good times music. Is it going to be referencing at all quarantine or pandemic? No. Pandemic beach? No. In fact, I went the opposite direction and dreamed of being on the beach with friends and oh, people. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's, that's where the music lives. It's good. Yeah. I figured the world has enough pandemic songs. You know, it's so interesting. We always hear about Yacht Rock. We, you know, there's beach music, but to actually really make a, its own genre, there, there should be just its own genre, beach music, right? Yeah. I mean, well, there's things that are around that. Yes, Beach Boys, reggae. 311 is kind of, yeah, oh yeah, reggae. 311, you know, a lot of those kind of like tropical bands are in that. Even And there's a lot of the Yacht Rock songs, Pina Colada, all that kind of stuff that's like sort of beachy. So I, a lot of those are what I listen to. So I draw from all these things. So my music's kind of like, yeah. You're beachy. I'm a a peachy beach. Peachy beachy. Peachy beach. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of influences did you feel that you might have uh, channeled during this? Any Beach Boy influences? Of course. The Beach Boys have been influencing me forever. But also Beatles and also, um, let me think, definitely 311. Definitely Jack oh, yeah. Johnson was a big one. Oh. He's another one that's kind of the beachy music. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Jack Johnson. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. like Kind of like 90s Sugar Ray. You know, uh, that kind of like good, just good times music. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Just easy vibe. Maybe people are throwing frisbees out there, cooking up a exactly. couple of brats. The world needs that music, and I'm just the guy to do it. <laughs> I'm just the guy to do it. You know, you can sit and write, everybody can sit and write a sad song. And, oh, yeah. I'm sad. But like, if you're not, I'm not a sad person. So I feel like my place in the world is to contribute music that feels good and makes people happy. So. You know, it's not the, it's not always going to win the critical acclaim, but I don't care. That's what I like, so that's what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? There, there are plenty of, con- there's plenty of content and plenty of sources out there for people to listen to that's melancholy or sad or whatever. What's great is the fact that you're choosing to balance out the equation and yeah. put it on the other side of the boat. The world needs good vibes, you know? You know that more than anybody. The world so, needs good vibes, baby. Yeah, so, you, you know, we'll, I'm going to put out my songs and try to promote them the best I can, but... Uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be good. It's going to be um, definitely, you know, my first EP was like kind of melancholy because that's where I kind of was at the time. Mm-hmm. My second EP was more country tinged again because that's, that's what I was listening to a lot. Um, but this is kind of almost a return to my roots in, my, in a way because I used to be in a band called Someday Providence and we were um, rock and roll, but kind of like, kind of like in that 311. Uh, sublime vein where it was like rock and punk and ska but also beachy oh yeah and uh now it's just beachy <laughs> so pure beachy it's kind of a return to that for me yeah oh, God. are you gonna make a music video 
Yes, I'm uh, probably going to make multiple. Do you want a direct one for me? I was going to say, oh, that'd be phenomenal. Right? That'd be absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I was immediately I was just thinking of Chaz's backyard with the with his uh, pool there yep, and the so flamingo. Can't go wrong with the he's flamingo. He's got to use that crazy flamingo right? he's got. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Oh, my God, that'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, it'd be fun. When is your EP going to be ready? Uh, I'm kind of shopping somebody to mix and master it right now. So once I find somebody, I got to send it to them. And usually that takes about two weeks. And then you got to send it to Spotify, which takes about three weeks. So best case scenario, two yeah. months from now. Now, do you use one of those sources like DistroKid or CD Baby or something? Because those those are like mass, you know, they go out. And plus, they, they've starting to put it into TikTok. So you can yeah, actually yeah, use it on TikTok. Song, I have my songs on TikTok. That's brilliant. That's um, brilliant. Although they only have like 15-second snippets. I want the 60-second. I don't know how to do that. But... Um, CD Baby I use and they've been good about just distributing everything to me uh, for me so can you also find it on Instagram when you look under the music on there yeah for sure if you look up Thomas Gardner Jr Thomas Gardner JR it comes up yeah all my stuff so yeah I just love that all these sources are out there more and more uh, avenues for, for just independent artists to get their stuff out there it's great it's a, it, it's a double-edged sword because oh, that mic's on let's get this started it's a double-edged sword because we got to do sound check, but people, uh, there's more, you, there's more avenues for you to show your music, but there's more people doing it. So you got to stand out in a crowd more, but at least they'll you, find you. The algorithm brings them to you. Though. See how Always trust in that algorithm, folks. The algorithm, the algorithm brings it, brings it home. The algorithm, remember, is a symbolic representation of, um, of just, uh, the universe in general. How the universe works. Oh, oh, oh. We're gonna do a sound check now. Talk to you later. It is now 2.36 a.m. The 9th, August 9th. Uh, I heard a loud crash in the backyard. And then uh, I heard a, oh, someone kind of Not, not uh, doing so well. And uh, they're laying back there as if they try to hop over the fence. And so I called up the cops, or paramedics really, sent out these guys. And uh, now they just brought someone out from the backyard on a stretcher. Something happened to him. So yeah, uh, fire department and uh, two fire trucks here. But yeah, they were able to find him back there and bring him in. This is intriguing. It's so intriguing. So first there was the helicopters the other day, which I was telling you about, which you caught a piece of, which uh, also the, the live, the live, live thing is on Instagram. Then now today, was a person who had climbed over the fence. I heard this crack. And then um, 
Next thing I know, people were taking someone out from the back. Oh, thank you. Interesting to be living in such close proximity to so many extraordinary events that one would never expect might happen in literally, quite literally, their own backyard. What's interesting, too is I was just recording a TikTok thing um, about these uh, helicopters outside. I call them airships. And I was doing this TikTok. And uh, Following Oliver down the hallway. He's hearing the sounds. He's wondering what's going on. weaving in and out between my legs here. He's zipping around. He's hurting me. Like a sheep, like a sheep dog. <laughs> I make your way back. I make your way back. Yeah. 
quite an adventure. So there we go. We solved the case of the, the strange sound in the backyard. Been watching a rough cut with a very, very good movie. Long time in the making. I've had the pleasure of seeing this thing. Man, it's good. It is good. Let me tell you, it is good. All right. What was I in the middle of doing? I was searching something. Oh, yeah. TikTok. TikTok. Inspirato Projecto. Find me. Find me on TikTok. <laughs> we'll, we will meet in the digital age. Even, even extra digital. Extra digital. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of being <clears throat> interviewed by Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast. I would suggest checking out her podcast. I believe it is up now. She might be putting it up in uh, in pieces. However, if you go to Facebook, because we, uh, we went through Zoom. She interviewed me through Zoom, fellow podcaster. She helped out with the, the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, actually. Uh She, we, you know, we talked through Zoom and then she uploaded it through Facebook. So you can actually see our full interview on the, if you go to Strong Body, Strong Body, Strong Soul on Facebook, you can see that, uh, I think it's about an hour and a half. A lot of bases are covered. You know, when you're talking with people who love doing the deep dives and, and, and have such an interest in <clears throat> learning about a wide variety of things. It's quite uh, mind-bending when you, you know, when you can really go into all these various subjects and see how they all connect to each other. And uh, man, it's just one of my one of my favorites, one of my favorite things to do. So yes, I would suggest check it out if you want to hear it. You don't have to, but I'm just planting the seed. I'm planting the seed. 
they had to fire him because he couldn't get in his eight suit. Well, oh my that's, gosh! That's okay, funny. That so was you funny. you applied for the you applied for the Planet of the Apes, and yeah. then she said, "Well, we're looking for white guys." You go, "Well, I can I can blend in," yeah. and then next thing you know, you're going to <laughs> ape school, learning how to walk like an ape. No, I went. I, I didn't have to. But I was oh, like, you didn't have to? No, because they already cast all the apes, the ex, the apes. So they was looking for Carpathians, for humans. Oh, oh, humans. Humans, like the one, well, you know, like looking like Bam Bam, like the things. Okay, the gotcha, hair. gotcha. They cast all. They were looking for Caucasians. They got all the African Americans and the big guys, ex football players. So <laughs> they were, and I'm like, dang, because I was tall enough and everything. But it was, it's cast out. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna shoot for this, this human. And I caught in, man. And but the guy, but my roommate was an eight man. He, he made a lot of money, man. So you were on it for how many weeks? Three weeks, but he was on it for three months. Oh my gosh! What did you what what scene? What did you have to do for that three weeks? Oh uh, man! What were they shooting? They were shooting. What was that? They were shooting at Sony Studios in Culver City, and they had it all hooked up like we was in a jungle. Man, I had some. Oh, so they, so inside they yeah. dressed it to look like a jungle in there? Yeah. Oh my god! That we had to been run crazy. from the human. We had to run from the apes. Oh no way! No way, dude! I'm like, oh my god! I'm running. That, this that must have been terrifying. Yeah, man, Even I, though I, you know those are other humans in there, it still must have looked crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, that's nuts. And I saw myself when they were putting the humans in the cage, and I can tell you, I said they're gonna be right there. Oh so, my god! Man, I had so much, man. I, I'm gonna tell you something. That was one of the most funniest movies I ever had, man. Oh, that is so cool. That, it was so funny, like, and my roommate, he worked three months. He so, went to Hawaii. What? They, they went everywhere. What did he do? What, what was his, what did they cast He had to go to ape school. Oh, so he had to do the ape school. Had, I was, he made so much money, dude. Oh, my God. He made, like, he made, like, let's see. In those three, four months, man, he made, back then, he made, like, $25,000, I think it's so cool that just the fact that you two happen to be roommates and yeah, we're he working. Paid, he uh, too, yeah, like, yo, man, that, you know what, man? That was the best time. That was in 2001. And, um, yeah, man, I had so much fun on that set, dude. I'm talking about, dude, that was a good time, dude. I had a lot of fun. Wow. But we shot at Stony Studio. Oh, that's cool. Sony Studios, and they made it to look like a jungle. Inside, it, it, man, they, spent, they said they spent like $5 million inside. Oh, my gosh. It was like, dude, we had to run from the apes, and uh, they were snatching people off, man. Like, oh, that's fun, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's the first time I got like a taste of a Hollywood movie. Like, wow. In action. Oh, wow. That's what, the, that's what the fun is, that in the action movies, dude. When you running and... Oh man, that was fun, dude. Wow. Wow. Did they have it like did, I mean what how many hours did you work on that thing each day? Man. I can imagine it could 12 be crazy. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. And then those people in the ape suits, how often were they in, I mean, were they man. in those suits all day long? All day, man. That was so funny, man. All was, day long, dude. Like apes. And I knew oh, my room, man, because I knew how he woke. Oh my god. That's the only way I can understand who he was. I oh. think Doug, I can tell you. Oh my gosh. That's, that's the only way. <laughs> so so he could could you actually so people could actually still talk through the costumes? Yeah, that, like shit, was, could, yeah, that shit was so funny. Oh dude. my god. I wish I had like a Oh my god, a that must have been so strange. Like behind, like behind I wish I had a camera 
What? And I can film that. The it's heck? so fun. What a crazy situation to be in. Oh my gosh, I grew up watching like the old version of Planet of the Apes, so I can only imagine. I remember when I saw that casting call go out to be the apes, and then I think I was too short or something, or they were looking for a certain You should got humans because you got the look in the hair. Oh God, man, they had certain heights restrictions. You're right. It was like, damn it, I wanted, I was like, oh God, that would have been so crazy to have been an ape. So so your buddy, what kind of stories did he tell you about having to wear, having to wear the costume all day? Dude, <laughs> oh my he god. He was like, damn, he was like, man, he had to act like a monkey and oh my, ooh, ooh, I was laughing my Oh ass my off. gosh. It's like God, uh, you can pay that like a monkey. That's so funny. what was that like around like around lunchtime? Did you see all these that people taking funny. their ape heads off? Dude, that, that was lunchtime <laughs> was like a comedy special. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I can only imagine. They're sitting there eating their potato yeah. salad and they got their heads sitting there next to them. You, you know what I learned about, oh my god. about women? Really? It seemed like they got, like they got really wet down what? below. They went crazy they for were just the thought, apes. They were so cute because they were just like so uh, big. And oh my gosh. Like protection. These big fuzzy uh, yeah. apes. Oh my God. That is so crazy. Did you all follow me? I got. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I just followed you. I okay, actually yeah, left I'm, you a little message out oh, there Oh, good, too. man. So I'll interview hey, you. Man. I'll interview you for my podcast sometime. Man, and, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I love to do a podcast. I'm a great speaker, talker, whatever you want me to do. Oh, that's great. Man, that's great. I, man, I love to talk and, and interview. I do all that. I love it. Yeah, whenever dude, you, I'll get, when, I'll get all your experiences. You, when, man, whatever you need from me, the ape experience, whatever you need, the human. But that's funny about the human. That white lady said, you are funny, dude. He said, I'm going to cast you as a human. Oh, my gosh. I felt, right oh, then, my I gosh. Felt, right that, then, you know what? Right then, I felt that I could do anything. Like, it was funny because you just you just open up that possibility yeah. in the universe. You're like, ah, oh, let's see what happens here. Let's yeah, roll the dice. Let's I'm, just I'm see. I'm gonna leave you with this, but my mama, my mama gave me a story when I was born. That's why with me, I always like like Caucasian always gravitated towards me all all my life. And my mama and I told my mom, I said, and I love it. She said, Brian, let me tell you what happened when you was born. Don't you know? You know when you get the baby? I guess when you had the babies and you had to put the babies in a certain thing, and you got the only reason you know that's your baby because your wristband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they, when I got, they gave, they gave me to the wrong family. They gave me to the white family. What? And the white they, family thought my mom. So the, you should, they say they what? had me. My mama said she was looking. She didn't know. She was looking at. She said she remember how the white family had, and the husband. He was oh, so happy. Oh. Then the nurse came over and said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. That's not your baby." And my mama said, <gasps> "You should have seen that face on that white man's face. He couldn't. He was mad. He thought I was his baby." Oh my gosh! And, I, and so what that did—that's what oh. I say. I said, "Mama, oh. no wonder I have—I get gravitated towards white because it was from birth." How interesting! Yeah, like that in itself is a comedy special. It's, it is because then the guy's wondering—he thought I was his wife. I thought he's I was. like, "Where, where's my wife been? You know, like what? <laughs> where did this baby come from?" Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, whatever you need oh for your gosh. prayer cards, man. So funny. Oh hey, whatever gosh. you need, Kirk. You're great, dude. Whatever you need. <laughs> you take care. Have a good one. All right. Oh, my God. What a funny guy. What a funny guy. We're standing outside of the Comcast building here. The, the, uh... Yeah, we're looking at the Comcast building here. I, I just got done uh, hanging out with Mark Webb on the way back. We notice the black plumes of smoke coming out of the top of the uh, of the building, and now the the fire firefighters have just showed up. 
So we don't know if it's a fire or what's going on. What are they? It's so crazy. How would firefighters even? How would firefighters even know uh, uh, how to get their the water up there? I mean, what do you do in that situation? Well, that's good they showed up. Well, I mean, wow. Supervisor, he's fucking walking around. I'm trying to ask him questions. I said, dude, you're about to have a major fucking response here. And what, how is he, what was he saying? Nothing. He's fucking talking on the phone. But these guys, the workers said they turned on the cooling towers, which would explain the exhaust. So it might be, so... It's probably machinery up there. The cooling tap, the cooling towers? Is that yeah, the, 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 the cooling units. How the, you know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, how the heck would firefighters with all their water on their fire trucks here, how, what do you think that they would, would they no, have to they run up there with they, buckets they or what? They into a standpipe. That's what he was saying as we were pulling away. He goes, I know where the standpipes are. So what they do is the standpipe is water that comes in. And oh, then gotcha. the truck hooks up to it or vice versa. Or they can pump water. They'll hook up to a fire hydrant and they'll pump water into the standpipe, which supplies the building. Oh, okay. That's the point because they don't have, like, full-time running water to, oh, the, uh, to the buildings. Not for fire. Not for fire. So they could plug it directly into the building itself? The, tr the truck truck runs a line to a fire extinguisher and then they run a line to the standpipe. The standpipe Whoa. then supplies water to the, the, uh, all the sprinklers and all that shit. Incredible. So then what? When they get up there then they just plug on into that? And it that's supplies the, same the water? whole fucking building. Oh my god. That's like incredible. Going right straighter. Oh yeah, keep going straight. Incredible. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be a fucking brutal response. Look, yeah. Fucking they're going. Wow. And they would, regardless of what these guys say, they turned on a fucking machine, they're, they're still going to go up to the roof and check it out. Right, right. Gosh, man. Because I remember when they, those universal fires happened. That was a huge deal. We like, were there. You, you really? We were pulling equipment off the, off New York Street. Oh, my gosh. That what happened the on heck, a fucking man? weekend, too, man. We fucking flew to the back gate. How do you start, suppose those fires started? Uh, it was a... I want to say a welder's gun was left on or something. Oh, God. I mean, it was an accidental, but it was a wor worker error. Oh, boy. And you happened to be there. No, we, we were at home, but our show was on New York oh. Street. So we were there trying to save all the fucking equipment. Oh, jeez, man. We saved the camera truck. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't remember, but we lost oh. it. Reporter structure fired NBC building. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Wow. And that just popped up in the news. And I told him, I don't know if it's a fire. I see smoke. Right. Oh boy! Wow! How but, crazy! Yeah! Wow, man! I'm glad you decided to do that. You know, I, I've worked for Universal, and you know, those are my people. So. I was just talking with my buddy Alex Smart yesterday, and um, talk about the idea of Godism. 
I don't think that's that's ever been a uh, a religion out there. Godism. I've never heard of that term before. So I just thought, okay, what would be Godism? Well, Godism is the practice of the allegiance to, the reverence of, belief in gods. So they believe in the belief of gods. <laughs> so God, a goddess is someone who believes in those who believe in gods. <laughs> oh, the or the heck, the belief that gods exist that also encompasses it. Godism is believing that God, gods exist. And uh, you know, I'm a very strict goddess. And what they do is they just they march around, you know, just proclaiming that God, uh, people should be allowed to believe in the gods they want to believe in. Maybe it's something like that. They want God equality for all. That would be cool. Just God equality for all. There's there's no God that trumps another God. All gods work with each other together in some way in some form or another and um that's just how it is very simple easy simple easily explainable <laughs> uh godism the belief that others believe in god that that's also part of it too believe it's it's the belief that others believe in God. It's also the belief that uh, gods exist. Um, it's belief in the idea of gods existing. Uh, anything involving that, and so yeah, equal equal rights to all gods. It's the first religion that encompasses all of them. And they find some way, some really good way to combine all of them and talk about how they've helped each other out through the years. That would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Godism. Write that down in your dictionary. Inspirado, what do you think about all the... NBA games and they're putting the pictures of people in the seats like they're there. It's kind of like they should put blow-up dolls, right? Don't you think? In the stadium, right? Or cutouts, maybe that's better. And behind the machine, I'm taking you with me as I go off and pay my rent. I only have about six minutes here till the hour is up and I try to get this under an hour or so, I'll put it this way. I am not uh, a sports guy. However, I was at my buddy Ryan McGonigal's house one time and he happened to have, he happened to have he was showing me how baseball is these days. And he was talking about how they, they uh, mix in the sounds of an audience and then they put like cardboard cutouts or something in the audience. That would be funny if they were blow-up dolls. I'm thinking, I mean, this would be a perfect opportunity for them. 
Um, if there are companies that wanted to get, you know, get get uh, pay advertising, pay for advertising, that would be good for them to get one of their people, uh, different companies, to probably put their mascots in there. I'm just thinking, you know, of course, from a, a corporate perspective here. Um, I just found a couple of pennies on the ground. Uh, so I think it'd be awesome if they consulted the makers of Mad Magazine. Imagine, imagine some of these people who, because like Mad Magazine is just famous for that. They'll do a parody of a TV show or a movie or something, and they'll, you know, they'll they'll supplement the the extras. I'll just call it. They supplement the extras with various um, famous people in there. Might catch E.T. hanging around. So, that would be a really, you know, that would be kind of interesting. Let's say if there are movies that are coming out, they want to advertise their movies, they could put their characters right there into the audience. And people are like, no way, that's John Wick, or holy cow, I see Mickey Mouse or what have you. So I think uh, that would be a lot of fun. Or heck, even people who are fans of the... uh, Fans of uh, these particular sports. If they were to... You know, maybe they pay a certain amount of money. And then they are able to get their... um, To get themselves on the screen. Maybe they could put themselves right into the game. There they are, sitting behind the, the, the pitcher's mound or what have you. Maybe Jack Nicholson will start doing that at, the, at these NBA games. They'll put a cardboard cutout of him out there. Maybe they're doing that already. I don't know. It's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting. You know, if they put a bunch of, uh, let's say, green screens back there, they could, I mean, they could CGI in anything. In real time. Sam, that might be something interesting to see. This is Stu Strauss, the woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.